0: Look at Sikh's Khalak Yutas, sicha an Raish Hashana. We're learning as we do. Um, for the refor Shalema, Kravah, Baharab Yosef Yesak Vansima Khasya. Allah Pasuk Atem Nitzavim Hayayim Kulchem l'fnei Hashem alakem. Famous, famous Pasuk. You are all standing today before Hashem your God. Kosev, Rabbeinu, Hazuki, the wrote, that another way of understanding the term Hayahim in this pasuk is not the day that Misha, not only the day that Moshe was standing the last day of his life with all of B'nai Yisrael Who's behind you, Hannah? Is that Danielle? Nava? No. Nava. Okay, give her my love. No, Nava Bearholz. One of my honey Nava? Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the best. Sorry. Okay. okay. Um, so not only is this the day um, that the Jews were standing together with Moshe, the day that he was passing, but the al wrote that Hayoyim ko'i Hashanah, that this day refers to the day of Rosh Hashanah and on Rosh Hashanah we stand we stand in resolute fashion before our God. And we stand together as one. Meaning, all of Bnei Yisrael, from the nasiim, from the very heads of our uh, of our shvatim, until the woodchoppers and the water carriers, the chol hadagri shebeinosayim, and all of the intermediary levels, they stand in a way of unity and togetherness, united as one. And this is the Indian that milma'ila, from 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 the from the view from above, from the apister, we stand as one. And how is this effectuated? Through our standing down here below, so when we stand before Hashem with the proper Bittu and the proper devotion, and we stand, then Hashem affects that it should be we should be together. And like Hasidus explains, on the word you are standing, but Nitzavim, the Rebbe points out, and other Sikhas is not the pedestrian standing, that would be Oimdim. Nitzavim is standing in a way where you understand exactly who you are and what you are, where you come from, where you're going. Nif'al. Here, the Rebbe fetches that Nitzavim is something that happens to you. Hainu. Yisrael. Nitzavim, Hu kaddish that our standing in a way that is Lasting and strong and eternal, this is effectuated by Hashem. Ella, however, but in order for this to happen, we have to do our part. That has to be our Avodah. That has to be what the Gemara ka calls kav shaloi, our overture, our part. And this is a very, very famous idea. That every person wants to have the kab shaloi. Every person wants to have something that they can point out that's theirs, that they accomplished, that they added to the project. So the Gemara speaks about ten dimensions, ten aspects. And, And the idea that when a person has the kaf shaloi and they use out the kaf shaloi and they affect the kaf shaloi and they, and they accomplish the kaf shaloi, then that is joined to the other nine kavin of their friends, as it were. And the Rebbe goes on to say, the and the friend that is being referred to in the Gemara, kai ala kadosh this refers to Hashem, Rashib rashi b'masecha Shabbos, like Rashi comments in the Gemara Ba'a pasuk re'acha v'reya avicha al tazri. So there's a pasuk that says that your friend or your fellow and the friend or fellow of your father, you shall not leave. And Rashi says re'acha, that in this pasuk, the word re'acha, that's Hashem. You should never you should never take leave of Hashem. painu. Sh'al yidei abaydasri b'kav shaloi. This means that through uh, each person doing what they have to do in their dimension, in their aspect, masik called aserahs hakavim, we're able to reach, we're able to access the remaining kavim, kav tisha kavim shel our own kav, and the remaining tisha kavim of our friend, which Rashi illuminates. And the Rebbe quotes here is the e-bishter. Um, So, in in plain English, you know, we have to do ours. Piskuli, pesach shalmachat, open for me, opening like the eye of a needle. And the abishra says, and I'll open for you, opening shall ulam, like 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 a big huge hall. In other words, we always have to do ours, and that allows us to tap into a whole different level of transcendence, base over pashto, Simply speaking. So what's the beginning of the Kaf Shaloi? What's the beginning of our when it comes to Rosh Hashanah? it would be Yisrael Dekhat Shinuhu Lazmanim. That B'nai Yisrael are the ones who are Mekhadesh Lazmanim, right? Uh, very well known. That Shabbos is something that Hashem set into motion for perpetuity, eternally. But the Yomim Taivim is something that comes with the overture of Israel when they used to be Mikdash al Pihareiya, and now we go by the by the uh, calendar that that Hillel set into motion in perpetuity. But still, it is a Kaf Shaloi. It is a dimension of humanity. That's why we say that Yisrael is sanctified, and Yom Hazikaran, Rosh Hashanah is sanctified, because Rosh Hashanah is sanctified through the kedusha of B'nei Yisrael, the nice level of there. And in addition, Al-Yidei Zesha Yisrael mis'astim yachad, ki ish echad echad, through the fact that B'nei Yisrael joined together, like one man with one heart, l'shem ma'tara achas, v'inyin echad, for the purpose of one thing, arei heimpoilim al-Yidei avodasam, so first, the Rebbe started with saying that when we stand together, then the Ebeishim makes us a whole different level of unity. Now the Rebbe is adding that when we stand together for one purpose, to be Mekadesh Shisrael Vazmanim, then we add a whole new level in the Nitzavim Hayayin Kuchem. and especially. Especially when we when we connect this, the coming together, the gathering, the Rebbe is referring to the Fabring that he is speaking at Gashmi, when we tether this, when we when we couple this with, with the, the gathering of all the Jews, when we couple this with something physical that becomes part of our blood and our flesh. And specifically, when this physical thing is the saying of l'chayim, we know, we have a, a, a teaching in the Gemara that when people eat together, when they drink together, it brings their hearts closer to each other. Especially when you come together and you say l'chaim together. And especially if it's in connection to Yom Tov. And in this case, it's a connection to Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah. love Nehmar, on the day of Rosh Hashanah. And the Rebbe is going to quote the whole passage later. Hashem, ki muuschem, The joy of Hashem is your strength. The yesh l'chaim and in Rosh Hashanah, we're told, ta'kim, we have to drink sweetened wines we should eat um, good meat, uh, fatty meat. This was in Tavshin Mem Aleph. This was a Shnaz Hakel. And the Rebbe says, and especially when it's a Rosh Hashanah in the year of Hakel. And the Rebbe says that the beginning of Shnaz Hakel is going to start this Rosh Hashanah, that Rosh Hashanah Tavshin Mem Aleph, Paso, and the Rebbe proves because there's a well-known question when does the Shnas HaKel actually begin? Does it begin on Sukkot which was the time that the august gathering of HaKel took place or does it take place beginning for Rosh Hashanah? The Rebbe quotes the Pasuk that we just had in last week's Parsha the second of last week's Parsha at the end of seven years HaKel when the terrorist says that HaKel begins, after the the beginning of that would be would be Rosh Hashanah. So the Rebbe says HaKel begins with Rosh Hashanah. Now, by the way, there's also a opinion that HaKel begins with Sukkot. Why am I why am I bringing that in? Because if it begins with Sukkot, it goes until this year of Sukkot, and the Payel, the Rebbe, um, of course, embraces both of these opinions uh, to get them to maximize the energy of Hakel. Uh, so we should know that Hakel is going to continue until Sukkot of this year. We can still in, in into this um, spectacular energy. And this is especially true. In light of what is explained to Hasidus Allah Pasuk, and we're going to say this in our davening over and over again. Bakesa means that which is hidden, shrouded, obfuscated. That all of the inyanim about all the all the all the all all the Giluyim of sukkis. Are already found in Rosh Hashanah, but during Rosh Hashanah it's still in a hidden state, and so with this the Rebbe further bolsters the contention that the Shnas Hashmita begins with Rosh Hashanah when the Hagenu and everything having to do with is inclusive of the Hakel gathering, is already found in hidden manner in the preceding Rosh Hashanah. That 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 the whole Indian of Hakel is already found hidden in the Rosh Hashanah that precedes it. Therefore, So the Rebbe encouraged everybody to say L'chaim on the wine that was available and to say L'chaim before Shkiah. they should say L'chaim on some kind of beverage and wine, it would be even better. And because wine, it says, it says, that wine makes God happy, makes makes people happy, the simcha with a great joy. And this wine is transformed into your blood and into your flesh. And this is especially true when this is connected to Rosh Hashanah and the And it, it takes place, meaning the is taking place in a big house what does it mean by his makam it's a place where tera is made bigger um more um glorified because it's a place where there are where people are constantly learning tera and it's also called a bayis Gadol because it's a place where tfila is amplified And may it be the will of Hashem that everything that has to be effectuated, everything that has to be accomplished through the learning and the davening and the gathering should all come to fruition. Gimel. Now, about Rosh Hashanah, we're going to say in the davening, this is the day of the beginning of your actions. So there's a mimer, famous mimer, that speaks about what does it mean in chilas maasecha, And the difference between ze, the, the lush of ze is always about manifestation, it's always about gilui. And the indian of Koi, like like Mesha when he prophesied, he always used the zeh Like when we know that all the hidden had great levels of prophecy by, um, by Kriyas Yamsov because they said, When you say zeh, you're pointing at something. It's revealed. Koi is a situation. All the other Naviim Yom Yo, Yishayo Koi Mahashem. It's still in a state of of hiddenness, of shroudedness. Me'ira. But the Koi here also refers to Chaf He Elol. And today is Chaf He Elol. And we know that Hafei Elul was actually the first day of creation. Rosh Hashanah marks the day of the creation of Adam and e Chaba, of humanity. It's called Chilas Maasecha because the play only begins when the first actor steps onto stage. It doesn't begin when you set up the backdrops and the sound and the lights and, and, and the props and so on and so forth. So that's why Rosh Hashanah is Hayam Chilas Maasecha. But there is a level that comes before, and the Maimer speaks in length about it. And this is explained in a number of places in the Torah of the Temech eagle, And um, all of the um, annotation and the explanation that are found in parentheses, Bilakuti Torah. That deal with this Indian of koi versus zah in Kinirama temach It seems that all of those um, parentheses that fill in the different explanations that are in that are in the Alter Rebbe's are attributed to the Temach And once we mention the name of the Temach Tzedek. Lain Yana Yisrael Rosh Hashanah, the Temurc Zedek roads on the on the Hasidus on Zeh Yom Chilus Masecha, but we should remember that there's Yesh Shaichas Miachedus the Temurc Why? There's a special Shaichas between Rosh Hashanah the Temurc Zedek. Sheharei Yom Huladit the Tzayihaya, who the Er of Rosh Hashanah, because the Temurc Zedek was born Er of Rosh Hashanah. And his Bris was during the Seresi Meit Shuba and as spoken in the previous orbringin, he when the tzemach tzaddik was born, Amar Zikna, Rabbi Nohazaken, his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, said tera and the words must be an oisei tihitzaddik, famous words, of course, we all recognize from the Tanya, and this ter that the Alter Rebbe said on the birth of the tzemach tzaddik. So there is this very, very profound connection between the Tema Chedek and the Al-Tegheba, and the Tema that the Al-Tegheba said but to honor the birth of the Tema became the first three Proclaim of Tanya. This is a Yom Yom. in her letters of and how are these words masbiyin oisat hitzadik connected to the birth of the zemassadik? Shaharei masbiyin oisat hitzadik. This idea that the neshama takes a vow, takes an oath, but also masbiyin milashen soiva is also satiated, is given the koyechet to be a tzedik. Neska'im biyelad yehudi koydim shnoile biyetsel avir elam. And this takes place by every Jewish child before they're born in utero. Before they come out to this world, dalit. In so this aforementioned idea, so this idea of the birth of every child that was that was expounded upon at the birth of the semach Tzedek, that before every Jewish child that is born, they take an oath that they will be a tzaddik and not a rasha, and they are given the kreches to do this. This has a very specific connection to Rosh Hashanah, especially because Rosh Hashanah ha'isa Adam Harishon, as we all know, Adam Rishon was born on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, Einzehi Ritas Hanashava B'guf, the high leaders call Adam Bim Kolechem b'Bnei Yisrael Sherei Atim Adam. So on Rosh Hashanah, it's not just that we are reenacting the birth of Adam Harishon, but really. It is the story of every single neshama that comes down into a body that is enclosed in a body. Every person, and especially every Jew, um, and because it's about, about the Navi says about Jews, Atem Korean Adam. You are called Adam. You are the quintessential man. And like the Mishnah teacher, every person is a whole world. Right? Very famous Mishnah, very famous Gemara. Gemara gives three reasons why Adam Arishim was born alone. Why is there a question? Because everything else was born in pairs, but but the human was born singular, and um, and the Gemara discusses this and says that that, that Adam was nivra yechidi. and and one of the limudim from this is to understand that every person, call him m'kayim nefesh echad. If you do something for one person. If you save one person, it's like you save the world entire. even more, But this is so beautiful what the Rebbe says here. It's not that okay, David created Adam singular, so now we take that to heart and we kind of bolster ourselves with this and understand the importance of each individual. No! It's because of every person that would live thousands of years later that the Abisha created Adam as singular. Then, at the beginning, and this further underscores the connection between Adam Marishan being born on Rosh Hashanah and the birth of every child. And because we have this very famous idea that every yom Tev is Niskarim vinaasim, we remember what happened, but we also reenact. We do again what happened. What 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 happened on the first Rosh it, it returns again and is aroused. Move on. So if Rosh Hashanah was the birthday of Adam and then we have to know that actually, on a very profound level, it's the birthday of each one of us. Every Jew is born a Rosh Hashanah. The era of Rosh and so we might say that the Alter Rebbe is saying the Torah on the words of on the. Uh, upon the birth of the Simech Miramez Miramez's G'am um, also alludes to this idea, because every Jew is born on a primal level on Rosh Hashanah, just like, Rosh, just like Adam Hashanah was born on Rosh born on Rosh Hashanah, so we have to somehow reenact this idea of Mazbi and and when does it have to happen? Ere because Rosh Hashanah is already the birth. So we have to take the vow again. We have to recommit uh, um, uh, to 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 this. To this oath that we make, that will be a tzaddik and not a rasha. But we, Rosh Hashanah is going to be too late to do this. We have to do it ere Rosh Hashanah before we yaitze la'avir ha'elam. Although the Chabad says in brackets, although it's well known that Adam Rishon was born in the afternoon of the Friday of Sheshis May Barishis. So, yes, it's true. It wasn't the first thing that happened on the sixth day. There were hours that passed before. As is explained in Gemara Sanhejan, the Gemara delineates what was born, the larger animals were born earlier, and then Adam, etc. But but in general, the neighborhood of when mazbi and Isa has to happen, it has to be Erev Rosh Hashanah. Hey. And the Rebbe says that in, in, in the Khviyas of, of of this year, meaning that year, um, it's further underscored the inin of Naskarim Vinasim shana because Brias adam Marishan, Bipa Marishana Hisa Vav invishavua actually, it's it's this year as well, we have the same kvirs, Rosh Hashanah is going to start Friday night Um, and and so Adam Harishon was born on Friday, on the sixth day of the week but Rosh Hashanah can never be on Friday, like the Rebbe says <inaudible> but we have a klal we have a rule that Rosh Hashanah can never begin on a Friday, can never begin on a Sunday, meaning Rosh Hashanah can't start on Matesh Shabbos. It can't start on Tuesday night, because then the first day would be Dalit. And it can't start on Thursday night. L'Oyadurosh. L'Oyadurosh. Kemuva Berambam. Achaladah Sarasag. Kein hu midaraisa. The Rambam says that the Rambam brings this down, and according to the opinion of Reb Sadia Gain, this idea of L'Oyadurosh is even midaraisa. Dainu. That Rosh Hashanah can never fall out like it did on the first year when Adam Rishon was born on Friday. The first day of Rosh Hashanah can never be Friday. So the only possibility, Shayim Vav Rosh Hashanah, that Friday should be Rosh Hashanah, he the Ah, no, 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 okay, I mixed myself up. I knew that it wasn't like the case of this year, and then I got confused. Sorry. Um, the Rabbi says that the closest you could get to this is that the Beis the Rosh Hashanah, who be Vav the Shavuot. So that would mean the Rosh Hashanah would start on Wednesday night. Um, that is not what is happening this year. The Apalbis, the Beis the Rosh Hashanah, and although that would mean that you Vav Friday would be the second day of Rosh Hashanah, but as we know, but the, we know famously that the two days of Rosh Hashanah are one long day. So if we understand that it's the Yema Ariha, it's one long day, and the second day is going to be Friday, that year the second day was Friday, it comes out that Rosh Hashanah is like the very first Rosh Hashanah. Which was the the sixth day of Sheshis and Baby Parish, who Bazed Gufa hine Yoimvov Zebishavu Zman Briyas Adha Marishan who Bisoy Ha Yoim Aricha. And in this kind of khias, it would come out that it mirrors what happened in Briya's Adamarish. Because it's at the end of the Yoim Aricha, Sharehu Biyoim Bays the Rosh Hashanah. And this actually is similar to it. It mirrors what happened in the the first Rosh Hashanah. Because Adam being created was one of the last things that happened on that day. So now the Rebbe says, here is a good place to comment on this idea that Rosh Hashanah is always two days, even not chutz la'aretz. So what do we learn from this? Because through this union of a being, two days, it is further underscored this idea of this idea of unity the began with, to begin with, When it comes to the rest of the yamim Taivim, Is a difference between the Jews that live in Eretz Israel and the Jews that live in the diaspora? because of chutz we keep the second day. In contradistinction, in Eretz Yisrael, they, they do not. But when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, different from every other Yamtiv, Kol Bnei Yisrael Noyekim Shnei Yamin, Hain BeEretz Yisrael, Asher Eini Hashem LeKechab Amereishes Hashanah, Both the Jews in Israel and Israel is the land that Hashem's eye is on constantly from the beginning of the year till the end of the year. Behain B'chutz Laretz, and the Jews outside of Eretz Yisrael, Ash nimtza Nimtzarayv Minyan Barayv Binishol Bnei Israel. And the Rebbe says at this point the majority of the Jews, the majority of the Jewish infrastructure is found, And this will be the case. at And until mashiach brings all of us to Eretz Yisrael. Now the Rebbe says, yamim The Rebbe says there are people who are constantly searching for the source for why Rosh Hashanah is kept for two days in Eretz Yisrael. When did this begin? That Rosh Hashanah was kept in Eretz Israel also today. But truth to be told, we have a clear puzzle in Tanah, In in the Sefer Nehemia and the brackets, the Rebbe brings to our attention something interesting that the sefer de chemya she nikra al de rabenu hazak in al pi sanhedrin bechol gnar shel be hechesh shona ezra that the alter rabbe based on agmorin had hedrin actually refers to the sefer de as the sefer ezra in kapitol che in perikhas in chapter 8 be hamshakh le mesuper sham ma sheira be yam echad chaida shshvi so in chemya which is which is referred to as Ezra. There's a description of what happened on the first day of the seventh month, which is of course Rosh Hashanah. The Jews are told eat fatty meats, meaning like really delicious, expensive, gastronomical delight, and drink spiced wine. Um, again, delicious and expensive wine. and send presents to those people for whom things are not so perfectly aligned, meaning people in need. Those words are very familiar to us from the from the Davani or Shoshanano, because this day is a holy day for our master. and don't be saddened, yes. It's, it's an awesome day, but not a sad day. Because the joy that Hashem has in this day is your strength. After the Navi says this, So the Jews took heart and they made sure that those Jews who were had fallen on hard times had the necessary provisions for Yom Tev, and and they they ate properly and they drank properly and then it says so it says and after that and after that the next prophet says on the second day and the mepharshim explain so right here, the Rabbi says, we have the, <clears throat> the source for B'nai Yisrael keeping two days of Rosh Hashanah in Eretz Yisrael. as Oz And the, 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 the rabbis the Sages explained that the reason for this was Because in the days of Ezra, they made Elul a um, full month. The 30th was the first day of Rosh Hashanah and then Aleph Betishrei was the second. Zion. This idea that is described in Nechemia that on the first day of Rosh Hashanah B'nei Yisrael made a simcha etc. They ate, they drank, they gave uh, monies, they gave portions to, to those that didn't have. The Rebbe says this idea that Rosh Hashanah—it's it's, it's gilu that we have to have joy even as we are shaking and quaking before Hashem Melech Baruch It has to be this binary. So, this idea that we spoke about, the great joy, is connected to something that the Friedrich Rebbe um, taught in, in a mimer. And he taught that we see that in monarchy, in, in this world, the Malchus of Da'ara, that when you coronate a king, there's great, great festivity. Um, so just a few months ago, we actually had the most recent coronation of a uh, king in, in this lower terrain. And uh, I don't remember exactly, but I remember it was an eye-popping sum that was spent on the festivities. and Jaffe, maybe uh, since you're closer to, the, to, the, to, the, to that, you can speak to how many billions of pounds were spent on the coronation of King Charles. It was substantial. Oh, I don't know how many. I oh, have no idea. No idea. It was very, very, very substantial. It was a great symbol. And so
1: I know there thing, was no
0: every Every single little detail was. I saw how they even made the uniforms for the for the, the soldiers and whoever was marching. And every single one was like the most expensive material and done with the greatest. It, it was phenomenal. And that that much I saw. Just on a small like little detail, so I can't imagine how how much it was. Um, but yeah, and anyway. well, the said that that we can see from from Haftaras Hamela what kind of Simcha Gedola there is. The Kibon daara kein malchusa and the Gemara teaches that that sovereignty in this world is like the sovereignty of Hashem. So we have to learn that when we're machtiir the Melech and Rosh Hashanah, it has to be with a tremendous level of joy, and this connects to what the Chavurah brought down from Nehemiah, which connects to the idea that the Chavurah said that people always wonder what's the source of two days of Yom Tiv and Rosh Hashanah. Now the Chavurah says May and once we mentioned what the Fittu Gabbas said about simcha having to do with haktar's Hamela, and that we learned from the haktar's ha Hamelach da'ara what has to be the simcha of haktar's ha So the Rebbe says, you know what? At this point, I want to explain something really important to you. da'ara nas so on what I just mentioned above, that just like the, uh, the coronation of the king below is with great simcha, so too should the coronation of Hashem Yisbaryach with great simcha. Yesh lishol, Rebbe says, I hope that you're thinking about this and you are bothered by a question. And what should be the question in your mind? Chas visholam, we should think. That what happens above in the celestial realms has to mirror what happens here down below. The Imkay. And so once we establish that that's totally not tenable. So how can the quote this gemara and 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 which would seem to imply that we learn about what's happening above through what's happening below. In other words, almost that what happens above has to mirror what happens below. And in in and once we're on the subject, really let's like zoom out and ask the same question on so many things that Chazal taught us. For instance. There are all these mishalim. There are all these parables and allegories. And constantly, Hashem is being compared to a Mashal who has a, a, a son, a prince, of this, or that. How could you even try to hint or in for such a preposterous claim that it happens in heaven in such a way because of what happens below. That, that for instance, when it says, Charaim af Hashem, Hashem's anger, or Hashem flares his nostrils, or that, oh, Hashem must have a nose because we have a nose and we were born with el Kitim. And this very question also applies to the famous mushal of the Maggit. Just like we see in a father that the form of his child is always engraved in his mind. So it is above. That the neshamas of Bnei Israel are engraved in the Machshava Baruch In in brackets, the Rebbe says But of course, we know that every mashal to adava ruhani has to break down somewhere, and this breaks down very quickly. Shevemashal of Kubasar vadam. Of course, the the father in the in the parable is a human. So somebody who did not yet have a child, you can never say about them that the form of their child is forever engraved in their mind. Can't say that before they had a child. But when we talk about the Avisher. Before there were people, before there was humanity, before there was B'nai Israel, the neshamas of B'nai Israel were already engraved in Hashem's machshava. <speaking in Hebrew> because when it comes to the Eibusher, the past, present, the future, it's all the same thing. Yeah. <speaking in Hebrew> so what does it mean when we say that we learn something about what's going on above from what goes down here below? Neva says it's like this. <speaking in Hebrew> it's not that because something is a certain way down here that's why it is above it's opposite everything we see below is proof positive that its antecedents are in a fact and an existence above. So in other words, of say, another way of saying this is that everything that is below, and everything that happens below, is a pale reflection of a celestial reality. Yeseram and even more. And because this is the way it is above, that is the source of what comes down below, it comes down, it devolves in a physical manifestation. Um, and therefore. If we want to know something about what's going on above, So the best we can do is contemplate how this thing appears what form it takes here below. And from this, we can glean something of what it is above. And so that's why we're constantly trying to understand things about our relationship with Hashem through the relationships we have down here. They they serve to as scaffolding to help us understand what's happening above. <clears throat> and this is true for all of the allegory in this genre and this is a famous passage that the Rebbe brings down over and over. The Navi famously said that from within my body, from within my corpus, from within my flesh, I will be able to apprehend and to see Hashem. Now, why do we have to see Hashem? Because Hashem wants that our relationship with Hashem should not be just based on a muna. He says, this is the first, but the beginning of all things you have to know God. There are many, many about this. That we have to know God. Not just Belief. Sorry, I'm in the wrong direction. For beer, uh, one second. Ah, okay. The Zell Gamma beer. She maybe have to the favor savior missis chalay and so now the have brings it back to summer said sir missis sagar he said chayach sibui almones bahasa she marked that how can you legislate um, a commandment to believe in hashem bisha she mona hi the gem ha kadom ol chola missis va so a murah can't be a mitzvah it's the basis upon which all of the mitzvahs rest that in addition to the fact that the mitzvah to believe is on the subsidiary details but on top of that he but maybe even more importantly in the main that, that the mitzvah is not only to believe, but to know cognitively that there is the primary existence from which all else emerges, and not only the primary, but in essence, the only existence. And because we are physical people and we are enjoined to not only believe in Hashem, but to know Hashem, we need allegoric information, data, to help us. So these Mishalim serve a very important purpose of allowing us to know what's going on, Lamaila. Like the Navi said, Mipsari, by looking at the intricacy of these spectacular amazing phenomena known as your body, you come to understand Hashem's greatness in the whole world. And so, it's the same thing regarding each person. And Adam is likened unto God. and therefore, So for all of the above reasons, we could learn from the coronation of the king below how it is, of course, kaviachal, only kaviachal, about Hashem. And from understanding a parent in this world and their love and their relationship to a child, we can learn Hashem's relationship to us. And so going back to the Fiti Rebbe's Meimer of Tav Shin Gimel, from what we from what we see going on in this world for Akhtares HaMelech, we could learn the great Simcha of Akhtares HaMelech on Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe says, okay, this is the end of the tangent. Yud. le'il So as spoken above, that going back now to the second day of Rosh Hashanah, that in Nechemia it says so there it talks about what happened the second day, and the Maharsham tell us this was not. This was not Matzei Rosh Hashanah. This wasn't Ischuchag. This wasn't the day after. It was the second day of Rosh Hashanah. And the puzzle tells us what happened then. What were the occurrences then on the second day of Rosh Hashanah? And it says like this. On the second day, the heads of every Shavet Gathered, and they gathered Hakayanim Balavim, the Kayanim Balavim, all gathered al Ezra haSeifer, alahaskel al Divrei haTayra. They gathered to learn words of Torah. Va'im tsa'u kassuv b'Tayra, and they found a pasul. Asher tiva Hashem b'yad Moshe, Asher Yishu b'nei Yisroel b'Sukkai b'chak b'chodesh Ashvi, and Hashem commanded Moshe that b'nei Yisroel should sit in Sukkai in the seventh month. And when they learned this puzzle Ezra commanded them, that they should listen to this, they should take it to heart, and they should raise a voice in all the cities and in Yerushalayim, saying, go out to the mountains, the forest, they should go, and they should gather wood. And the pasuk delineates. You could see that these are from the sheva minim, zayis, um, and and Hada uh, tamarim, and then the hadas was not from the sheva minim, and. Uh, so i didn't have a chance to see what is eight's Shemen different from ali Zayas. but the he told them to go um gather wood and to make and to make sukas. now halashan to uhahar. hahar okay so here's another uh, tangent that the loshai to u hahar go out to the mountain He al dere halashan it's similar to a lashon in haggai bible by, by, by the navi haggai but not the same where haggai says she Hashishi, hashish she bachaydes elohim aqad hashaydes arash hashaydes eloh haggai told them amarach des barchu bitmiya akach barchu said in a question ama ze amru loy does this nation not understand that the time has come to build the second base Hamigdash, Obeham Shechlaza, and in continuum of this question, Tiva, the Navi Chagai, command of the Jews, Alu hahar. So in our Pasuk from Nehemiah, it says, T'u Hachar, but a Chagai it says, Alu Hachar, go up the Hevesim 8, Ubnu habayis and I spoke about this in the And the difference between these two terms, kan And the difference between Su and alu is 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 easily understood. Chagai is talking about before the building of the Beis HaMikdash. And he is rallying the Jews to go build the Beis HaMikdash. And so building a Beis HaMikdash is going up. It's an elevation. So if you're moving from a a situation where you don't have the bias to a situation where you're going to build the bias, it's readily understood that it's an aliyah. So the aluhahar. alu hahar. But in distinction I made But there, it's speaking about the basic mikdash is already there. And so, only go out and gather the wood that you'll need to build your sukkah. So even though it was just the second day of Rosh Hashanah, Bnei Israel had not yet built the sukkahs. But after they took it upon themselves to do what Ezra was telling them to do, we have this very famous teaching that a good machshava is transmuted, is transformed into a good action. And so, even as it's just a thought, it's already promised and reckoned as a Maisiba prayer. And even more. When the Torah says that Bene Israel did what Hashem had commanded to Moshe and Aaron. And this was vis a vis the carbon pesach. Kiksha Rashi. Rashi actually asked a question on Vayelchubayasu when he says, Asu? Did they already actually do this carbon pesach? This was said by Rishchaydish. They didn't actually bring the carbon pesach till later. The tirade and Rashi brings down over there. Because they had accepted to do it the Pasuk speaks about them as if they had done it already. So much so that the the Pasuk says they did it. Not it was like they did it, but they did it. And so we can infer from that pasuch, in Chomish, Pesach, we can refer back to Nehemiah That when Nechemiah told them they should go and they should gather wood to build succors, and they were ready to do it, <speaking in Hebrew> it was reckoned as if they had already done it. Ahaka. <speaking in Hebrew> I'm sorry. The next puzzle tells us, "Ketzad kimo mitzvah How did they actually effectuate this mitzvah? um, the nation went out and each person brought the wood they needed, and they made sukas on roofs like they still do in Yerushalayim and in Florida and other places where Jews live in. And in their um, courtyard, and in the courtyard of Hashem's house, and in the street near the Shar HaMayim, and in the street near the Shar Ephraim. The the and, the the and there was a great simcha. It was such a great simcha when they built these sukkahs that it, we're told that there was no simcha like this from the times of Yeshua ben Nun. And now, So pursuant to this pasuk, we find in the tshuva written by the Ga'inim. They ask the halaq question Is there an imperative to make a sukkah in a base ha To begin with, the initial thesis is that no, there's no imperative to build a sukkah in a shoal. Sharia because because the pasuk says the sukkah is teshwhava yam that. Yeah, you have to dwell in it. taduru, like you have to live in it. So it would seem that where do people dwell? They don't dwell in shul; they dwell in their personal homes. So that's different. It's different from a base knesset where people come to daven, but they don't dwell there. Ela But then further on in these discussions, the Ga'anim wrote she that you should make a sukkah in Shul Avora Archim, for the guests who, you know, think about the Archim that come to Tishrei to, to New York. They literally do live basically in 770 and around. So the Rebbe says you have to make a sukkah. And like it's written in the Shuvah of the Ga'anim, Baghdad in Baghdad Ashabah Doru Kama Ga'anim they actually did build sukkahs in the courtyards of the shulz. And likewise, it was done in the base of the Like it says in Nehemia, they built sukkahs in the courtyard of the house of G-d. And they conclude their tshuva over there and the Gainim write the chin mina and this is the mina to build a sukkah in a shul. Good base. Mikola now. So from everything that we've discussed about min hamasupar ben hachemia, and what is discussed in the trivis of the G'ayinim, in detail, Nit-an we could actually extract certain hints, certain allusions. But this necessitates further study at this time before I found these in Svarim. What, what are the Ramazim that the Rebbe wants to learn after here? Aleph Mehem, one of them is, on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, you have to start preparing for Sukkah. So actually this can make us feel less guilty if our mind strays on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, already thinking how we might adjust the menu for the sukkah, or what we might do again, what we're not gonna ever do again, etc. etc. This as we learn out from Nikhania, and the second day of Rosh Hashanah, it's time to prepare for sukkis. <speaking in the Bible> And especially in light of what's explained in the Hasidus that the Rebbe taught us at the beginning of the Sicha, that in Rosh Hashanah there's already the celestial lights and the energies of Chagenu, which is so good, albeit in shrouded form, in obfuscated form, but it's already there. So, what should we do practically? I spoke about this in earlier not only this year but in years preceding this about how important it is for everybody to think about Jews who it's, it's not going right for them. They're in a tight spot. It's not the way it's supposed to be. They don't know what they need. We have to worry that they should have their provisions for Rosh We have to worry that they should have what they need for Sukkot. We have to worry to meet the needs of what is necessary for Jews to celebrate the Rosh Hashanah and Chag Sukkis, and not just like get by, not just the bare necessities, but it should be with a Simcha Gedai Lama'id. That all the days between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot should be days where people have what they need. It should be filled with Simcha, the Simcha Gedai Lama'id. And the way to do this for all of B'nai Israel is to satisfy that which they are missing. Everything that they need to be in a situation of until we'll come. To that great level of simcha that the Nabiim spoke about, the Simchas Olam, the eternal joy that will come upon our heads, Simcha Hakshura, Hamguula, Hamitis, Baashlema, Al Yedei Mashiach Zakenu, the Simcha that is connected to the complete and true redemption that will come from Mashiach Zakenu, mikdash B'Amikdash B'mkaimai, Mashiach will rebuild the Mikdash in its place, and after that he will. Gather all of the Bnei Yisrael that are that are scattered all over the world. The Yirat saying she has a ba'ayin da'hakel as ha'am hanoshim ba hanoshim the ge'er she sherecha the pasuk from last week's parsha. It should be an ayin of hakel of gathering the men, the women, the children, and the proselyte that is within your gates. Bishana zushi Shnas, hakel shnas tavshemem aleph habal likrasenu l'teivah b'alvroch and even before that happened, all Jews, all of us, should be written and sealed for a year of life, for a quick, everything should happen quickly, we should be written in the Sefer of complete Tzadikim, because all of your nation are Tzadikim, we should be written for aksiva, the Hasima Taiva, Lashana Taiva Mesuka, Betav, Anira, Bahanigla, Ulamata Masarat Vachim, Ubimhera, the Amenu Mamash. Amen. Keni he Okay, there's nothing else to say. Amen to all of those Brachas. We should see in what remains of this Shnaz Hakel, Kahal Godel Yeshuvo Haina. We should all return. We should all meet in the chatzar of the Basham Nikdash. Unmute yourself if you want to share something, please. On this uh the days coming close to Rosh Hashanah. Can you explain again? The Ezra Nehemiah, why it was called Ezra when it was really Nehemia. I cannot, because I did not have a Can't. chance to look it up in the Al-Tagheba Shulchanara. But, Hannah, I owe you this, so Ezra Hashem, I'm going to try to find that and get back to you on that. Um, but, but the, the, the Rebbe site, Al-Tagheba Shulchanara. So, we have to look there and see, but I, I did not have a chance to do that. Can you elaborate on um, the Maspin, uh, like, I thought the Rebbe was going to go into it, but it went in such a different direction on um, like Maspina, Tzaddik before Rosh Hashanah. What, do, what like, in your mind do you think that the Rebbe is specifically saying there? That just, I think, I think, I mean, but again, I didn't have a chance to to go study other sources. And it also um, it wasn't <laughs> particularly easy this week because we still don't have the formulated um, version of the which really shouldn't have been any excuse for me because I should have gone to see if I could find it in the Yiddish and the English but I did not okay so I'm not going to blame you on it um, um, but what I think it means is that just like the Neshama has to take the vow before it's born so Rosh Hashanah is the reenactment of each of our birth so we have to once again rededicate ourselves, retake the vow, recommit. And and as explained in many places, that taking a shvua gives you, satiates you, fills you with the necessary kaifis to keep what you're vowing about, to keep the net there. So I think what the Rabbi is saying is that we have to use this time before Rosh Hashanah to be in a state of mashbi and to find ways in which to rededicate, to underscore, to take the vow again, a recommitment ceremony. Anybody else? Please don't be shy. Hi, Rivki. I just, um, yeah, I, I got the first part, and after that, I don't think I got anything, but...